The scripture reading for today comes from Matthew 5, 17 through 20, and this is the message version. Jesus said, Don't suppose for a minute that I have come to demolish the scriptures, either God's law or the prophets. I'm not here to demolish, but to complete. I'm going to put it all together, put it all together in vast parama. God's law is more real and lasting than the stars in the sky and the ground at your feet. Long after stars burn out and earth wears out, God's law will be alive and working. Trivialize even the smallest item in God's law, and you will only have trivialized yourself. But take it seriously. Show the way for others, and you will find honor in the kingdom, unless you do far better than the Pharisees in the matters of right living. You won't know the first thing about entering the kingdom. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Grace and peace to you, beloved. <clears throat> My name is Amy Wilson Feltz. I'm the pastor here at Morning Star. Welcome to worship on this Pentecost Sunday. We are in our second Sunday of our interactive worship, which means you will hear the sounds of children, which is a good and beautiful and wonderful thing. This is the sound of the future of the church. Yes, thank you. And so praise. That's a reason to praise. So when you get a little annoyed, if you hear something that annoys you a little bit, remember It's a good thing to hear children in worship with their family members. Our word of the day is praise, as Stuart said, and that will begin when I say the prayer, when we move into the sermon portion. You are invited to count how many times I say the word praise, and you can do this if you're worshiping on our online campus as well. Just drop the number in the comments, and at the end of the service, I will see how many counted the correct number, and you're welcome to a prize. You'll have to find out. (laughs) After we pray. Yes. No, no need to be sorry. It's a fair question. It's Interact Church. That's right. So everybody take a deep breath, if you would, and let us pray. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts together be pleasing in your sight this morning, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. My parents taught me early on that a good education could unlock many doors in life. They modeled for me a love of learning. They instilled in me the value of self-discipline, They taught me how to study, they encouraged me, and they offered praise for my hard work. So it turns out that I'm pretty good at school. I graduated high school and college as a valedictorian with a perfect grade point average. Now, I am not saying that to earn any praise. I'm actually offering a deep confession to you here this morning, because somewhere along the way, Education became for me not about learning, but about achievement, perfection even. I worshipped academic achievement. 
Last week, we launched a new interactive worship series called Ten Keys, Unlocking Faith, which connects the words of Jesus with the Ten Commandments. And we learned last week from Jesus that the most important thing that we can do in life is to love God, to put God first. Well, the second commandment is like that. It builds on the first You shall not make for yourself an idol. Don't worship idols. Put me first. We followers of Jesus, we tend to excuse ourselves from the second commandment because we believe we've mastered it as a species. We don't worship little figures or statues. We don't worship foreign gods. So this doesn't apply to us anymore. But the truth is so much competes for our attention. And for our allegiance, for our worship, for our praise, for our resources, just think about how we identify ourselves. What do we put our identity in? Think about how we use our resources, such as time and energy and money. Think about where our best efforts go. Do we really prioritize giving praise to God? It's an honest question, and the truth is sometimes we are not honest about what and whom we worship. But here's the good news. Faith is a journey, and we have been given the Holy Spirit to walk with us in this journey to keep us on the path. This is the second key that Jesus is talking about in our passage today as he, as he describes what it means to offer praise. The second key, and the kids will get a second key to go on their bracelets today. In this passage from the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is trying to put God's law into words that will help people understand that it is the everlasting love of God that makes God worthy of praise. Praise, in terms of faith, refers to telling of God's goodness, giving God Thanks for everything God has done and continues to do in our lives. And this is where the second commandment and the second key really come into focus. They are about offering praise. Praise in a life of faith is about more than what happens on Sunday morning or whenever you worship online. Praise for a follower of Jesus is a way of life, and the role of the Holy Spirit is to help us grow in our faith, specifically in how we live. Now, the students who have completed confirmation could tell you that the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, the way we experience God at work in the world and in our lives. And the word for the Spirit in our holy text means breath or wind And the Spirit continues to help us grow in grace every time we take a breath. That's why I ask you to take a deep breath so often. And today is Pentecost Sunday, the day that we celebrate how the Holy Spirit showed up for the first followers of Jesus in a mighty and powerful way that could not be ignored. Now, we believe the Spirit has always been at work. But in that moment, on that Pentecost Sunday, in that Pentecost festival, The Holy Spirit showed up in a way that could not be ignored, which makes Pentecost a great day for confirmation. So at this time, I'm going to invite our confirmation students. We we have 11, 10 today who are here to line up 
in front of me here on the stage and our executive minister, Stuart Davenport, and the Reverend Sherry Brown, who is a deacon in our community, will assist us as we line up. You can line up right in front of me because everyone will still see me on the stage. All the way around. Somebody stand next to Stuart. He won't buy, I promise. Let's come this way. All the way around. Good. Yeah, Gio, come up. Don't be afraid. Look at this great group. Yeah. Yeah. So in in faith traditions like ours, confirmation serves as the opportunity for young people like this to make the faith their own. So 11 people of Morningstar, 10 who are before you, are choosing to be confirmed. And these students have come before us to commit themselves to offering praise to God with their lives. So eight of the students here this morning were baptized as infants or children, and so they will be remembering their baptism with the sign of the cross and oil on their foreheads in just a moment. Two will be baptized today as a part of their confirmation, and all of them will be making a commitment to live and serve as members of Morning Star Church, as members of God's universal church as well. But first, I have to ask them some questions And this is the part that can get a little nerve-wracking for them. So take a deep breath and offer your support as I come around here so they can see me. Okay, friends, we've talked about this. (laughs) I'm not springing these questions on them. I'm going to sit here so everybody can see you, okay? On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? And if you do, you simply say, I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If you do, you say, I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? I do. That's great. Okay. You just answered these questions beautifully, but the people behind me are not off the hook. I have a question for all of you as well, and you at home. To you, the congregation and the community of faith into which these young people are confirming their faith, I ask you, will you nurture them in Christ's holy church that by your teaching and example, they continue to accept God's grace for themselves and to profess their faith openly and to lead a Christian life? And if you will, say together, we will. Did you hear that? It's really important that you did, because you are not alone on this journey. The Holy Spirit is with you, but all of these people and the members of the church around the world are here to help you as you help them. We need your help as well. It is impossible. It is impossible. It is impossible to truly practice faith the way God intended 
apart from a healthy community. So this morning, we are going to confirm these wonderful people one at a time as we celebrate their decisions. So, Stuart, if you could grab the iPad that has the slides on it. What we're going to do is call them up by name, one at a time, and then as we do, your parents are welcome to come and stand behind you. So we're going to start with Gio. Why don't you come first? Neil? Your mom is here with you. Okay, my, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> my slides are not connecting. Very good. Giovanni, Javier, Aldretti, remember your baptism and be thankful. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yes, it's okay to clap. Yes. Carlos, Augustine, Campbell. Yes, your, your parents can come up. Come on up. Absolutely. Yes, you can see photos of the baptisms on the screen. <laughs> Carlos, Augustine, Campbell. Remember your baptism and be thankful in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Christian, you can stand with them as Christian comes forward. Yeah. We have several sibling groups today. Christian, Joseph Campbell, remember your baptism and be thankful. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, Juliet is next. And Stuart and Sherry, if you want to come in closer, that's okay too. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. We'll wait for Daphne. Don't, no worries. Yes. Juliet Nicole Coe, remember your baptism and be thankful. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Juliet. Natalie. Yes, Luke, come on up and stand with your sister. That's great. Faith, Evelyn, Matherly, remember your baptism and be thankful in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. Luke, William, Matherly. Remember your baptism and be thankful. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Camden. So Camden and Evan and Scott Richards went through confirmation together, the brothers Richards, and uh, Scott is not feeling well today. So he, he will complete this part of the ceremony another time, but we want you to know that he did decide to become confirmed, and we will do that when he's ready. Camden, Taylor, Richards, remember your baptism and be thankful. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Right, Evan. Evan McKinley Richards, remember your baptism and be thankful. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yes. Let's go ahead and show Scott's photo as well. There we go. There's Scott. And we will confirm him at another time. And as we move into transition into our baptisms, I want to say that Evan and Juliet took up my challenge of not only answering the 16 questions of confirmation, who is God, who is Jesus, who is the Holy Spirit, why is there evil in the world, how do we live out our salvation, They named the question and then answered it without any help. Maybe a a few prompts here and there. But um, Evan and Juliet did that for a a special prize. They worked really hard. All of the students did. But those two, we want to say congratulations for that really hard work that you put in to confirmation. We're moving now into a time of baptism. So let's get your family. Thank you, Stuart. That would be great. Yeah, that's good. So we're going to begin with Shannon. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. So Shannon has chosen the method of sprinkling this morning. Shannon Marie Talley. I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Carter has has chosen more water. So just a word about the water. Um, in the Methodist Church, any amount of water is appropriate for baptism. It was all up to the, the preference of the student. It's okay for the sacraments to be messy. We find God's grace in the mess. Carter, noble tally. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. You can keep the towel with you. That's okay. She said, what do we do with the towel? That's great. Very good. You may you may sit with your family if you like. I do have a few more things to say to you, but I think you can um, hear me now. I want to thank the Reverend Cherry Brown and Stuart Davenport for their work and confirmation as well, being available to answer questions, and to be a part of the learning and growing community. My new confirmands, you also are coming to join the church. So I want to ask you, will you be loyal to this local church with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness. If you will, you say we will. These are the same questions that you all have answered when you have come to join the church. And it's a really important thing because it reminds us of the community, just as the water reminds us of the baptism. Water gives us life. It's part of the sustaining power of God in our life. And the truth is, any amount of water can remind you of this truth when you are washing your hands, when you're taking a shower, and when you're taking a drink. And so we have these tumblers for our confirmands as a gift. They have the Morning Star logo on them so that every time you take a sip of water from this tumbler, you will be reminded that God is with you and that you are a child of God. These rituals remind us that our praise of God is not confined to Sunday morning. It's a lifelong commitment that's illustrated by our daily choices. Remember, idols are anything that we make more important than God in our lives. And I already told you, my young friends, I already told you that I got this wrong for many, many years. Thank God that by the time I attended seminary, the Holy Spirit had reminded me that I was there not to make perfect grades, but to learn. That was a really good thing because seminary was really hard and I did not make perfect grades. 
And I was there to learn and to grow so that I could participate in God's work in my life and in the world to the fullest so that I could help other people do the same thing. Because that's the calling that God has placed on my life. So it turns out that my identity is not about what I can do. It's about who I am as a child of God, the creator of the world, who happens to love me very much. And this is true of all of you. You are a child of God. And God loves you very much. And part of the Holy Spirit's job is to remind you of that with every breath that you take. This is not just true for the confirmants. It's true for every single person worshiping online and in this room and around the world. So for a fun reminder that God loves you, you are a child of God, you will be given these bubbles as you leave the sanctuary today. This is interactive church, and this part is interactive to go, (laughs) but I do want you to be able to think about every breath that you take as a gift of joy from your creator. And if you're worshiping online and you would like some of these bubbles, you are welcome to just let us know and we will make sure that you receive them in one way or another. So my hope truly is that with this gift, as you breathe through the wand, you will remember that your breath is a gift of joy. And let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Amen.